0: party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by Kent Blue, host of the Roll to Play podcast, for a game of Deniable. Deniable is a game about extremely, exceedingly, profoundly ordinary people dragged into doing questionable quote-unquote missions of national importance for a vaguely defined organization with the promise of cheap, easy money. It's very silly and satirical and dark, and I think you're really going to enjoy the episode. Roll to Play is a podcast about playing and enjoying tabletop role-playing games with friends. Every week, Kent takes players through a one-shot session in a variety of different systems with a focus on silly, light-hearted play. If you enjoy the single-session focus that we have on Party of One, you'll probably really enjoy it. You can find it at RollToplaypodcast.com. Speaking of silly spy games, I wanted to remind you that the Kickstarter for Mission Accomplished, the role-playing game of super spies in office meetings, similarly satirical with a slightly different focus, the focus in Mission Accomplished being the corporate team meetings held after these sort of disastrous spy missions, goes live on October 16th. I hope that you'll join us, help back the game, help make it a reality, because I'm really proud of this thing that I made, and I hope that you'll love it as much as I do. And with all that out of the way, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This
1: week, I am joined by Kent Blue. Kent, thank you so much for coming on Party of One.
2: Oh, thanks for having me, Jeff.
1: Uh, real quick, at the top of the show, why don't you take a moment to let the audience at home know about any projects you're working on, anything you might want them to know about, that sort of thing.
2: All right, yeah. Uh, I've got Roto Play Podcast, which is an actual play podcast with, you know, I pepper in just A couple episodes where I just kind of share my thoughts or chat with some of my buddies in the role-playing world, uh, tabletop role-playing world. and We just do actual plays. Uh, They they tend to lean a little silly, but we have a good time uh, just connecting with all kinds of new people and friends that I've had for years.
1: Excellent. Um, So this week, we are playing Deniable. It is a game of unwitting spies tempted by easy money. Uh, Character creation is part of the game. It has specifically instructed me as director to do exactly no prep, so that is exactly what I have done. So, uh, if you are ready to dive in, let's go ahead and dive right in.
2: I am ready. No prep games are my favorite kind of games.
1: Uh, Oh, they are—they are—they're great. They're great for podcasts because (laughs) you know what? I didn't have to do was prep a thing. Okay, so uh, we need to create. We need to know who your character is to know. What kind of horrible spy drama that you've gotten dragged into? The way that we're going to do this is through a few random tables. Uh, You are going to roll on some things. The thing is, uh, you're going to first generate your family because you can choose your friends, but you cannot choose your family. So you're going to randomly roll your family situation.
2: All right. There is
1: a six by six table. Uh, so roll me 2d6. The first one will be for the vertical column on our family chart, and the second one will be for the horizontal position.
2: Okay. All right, here we go. That's a six and a two. Uh, six and two is...
1: Oh, that's... I like that. Uh, your family situation is... It's complicated. No, really, it is. (laughs) (laughs) why is your why
2: is your your situation complicated uh well my situation is complicated because i don't i don't i'm not fond of my family i kind of fell into this you know as you as you typically do with families um Mm -hmm. and it's not even like like i still live with with like my brothers and sisters uh at home but i don't ever want to be around them but just, you know, situations have led to where I haven't been able to get out on my own. I've been able to support myself, and they've been sure. friendly enough. They're way into family, which makes it even more awkward that that I'm not.
1: I love it. I love it. Your family is way into family, and you just want to get out of there. Uh, so my next question is, why have you decided to play Jeff Stormer? Because that feels like a, a painful decision on my end. I feel like this is a personal attack. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love my family. <laughs> They, I have to say that they're listening to this podcast I am playing the joke my, is that they're not it's fine
2: I am playing myself essentially <laughs> so it's weird Good. that that came up and nobody listens to my podcast family wise so
1: yeah no one listens to mine either so we're set <laughs> we can say whatever we want uh, all right so you've got your uh you've got your family situation so how many brothers sisters uh aunts uncles parents what's your family situation look like?
2: So I think that I have two two brothers and and a sister. Uh, the two brothers are older, so I grew up with a life of a lot of rough housing and bullying. Mm-hmm. And then the sister's younger, who I tried to protect, but it turns out she she just protected me more than I ever protected her.
1: I like that a lot.
2: And then I've got, you know, the rest of the family kind of lives away, but I do have one uncle in town. Uh, he he is very into like technology and stuff. So he's always, always coming over with, with new, uh, you know, the latest in technology and trying to show mm-hmm. it off to the family. He's excited about it. Uh, but, but we aren't as much.
1: Sure. 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 We've all got that uncle. And <laughs> if we don't, we are that uncle. Again, please stop attacking me on my own <laughs> podcast. Okay. So we've got your family. The next thing you're going to do is give me three traits. Your day job, uh, your hobby and your vice. Okay, so let's start with day job. What's your what do you do for a living? You've got your family, you've got your uncle, you've got your uncle uncle Marvin who is a tech head and is very insistent on showing you the latest cool thing.
2: What's your what do you do for a living? So what I do for a living is I work for the sanitation depart- department department. Um, I actually ride around on, on the, the dump truck all day. Okay. Which which doesn't seem like it'd be an ideal job, but I really enjoy it. Uh, just, you know, you get to see people's stuff, what they throw out. And uh, I'm going to jump to vice because that kind of leans into my vice where I'm a bit of a hoarder because I see this stuff mm-hmm. all day that people throw out and they part with. And I'm like, there's such memories attached to that. So yeah, it sure. kind of reinforces this hoarder tendency that I have.
1: All right. So what's your hobby? What are you doing when you're not on the clock or... I guess, more literally on the truck.
2: So as a hobby, I like to build dioramas, uh, just the, the, out of anything that I find while I, while I'm out, you know, on my, on my, on my trash runs, I get, I gather whatever I can, whether it be action figures or, um, like model house pieces of furniture. And I just like to build dioramas, just of mm-hmm. different things, things I see in movies, maybe, maybe certain things that happen to me during the day.
1: Sure. Okay. So now that you've got your character's abilities, we're gonna, or now that we've got your traits, you're gonna pick your abilities. You have four abilities in di- uh, blah. You have four abilities in deniable. You have deft, social, tough, and sly. You're going to assign them with a special, di- a specific type of dice, either a d8, a d6, a second d6, or a d4. So you have one thing that you're really bad at and one thing that you're really good at. Okay. What's, which of your four abilities are
2: you particularly good at? I think that I'm really good at being tough. Um, You know, I kind of have to be strong as I ride around the truck, make sure I don't fall off. Uh, There's a lot of heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. That's part of it. So I think tough is going to be my D8.
1: So what's your, what's your D4? What are you really bad at?
2: Uh, Social. Um, I am really, really bad at connecting with people. And that probably stems from a lot of, you know, having trouble even connecting with my family. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, so really that kind of, It didn't really build me for connecting with 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 strangers and people out there.
1: That makes sense. So you start with three cred. You have uh, cred is how valuable you are to the organization. The organization values you at three cred. This is a good thing. This means you are three better than zero cred because zero cred is very bad. I assume it could not be. I'm not sure. We'll find out if you get there. <laughs> uh, you also have stress, which from rates from zero to six. Uh, you should probably start at zero, but who knows? It might get very bad. <laughs> and finally, last but not least, uh, what's your character's name? Uh,
2: it is uh, Mister Carl Devitt Burns. Carl Devitt Burns, yeah. I love it. Carl just like a just seemed like a good name. That
1: feels that feels right. That feels like the right name. Yeah. Okay. So, we are going to play out a series of scenes. We're going to build out an episode of Deniable, which I will explain the situation in a moment. Uh, you are our lead actor. You are going to uh, guide us through what happens. We're going to see the world through your
2: eyes. All right. I'm ready.
1: Okay. Where do you find yourself in an ordinary Thursday afternoon? It is it is fairly late in the day, but not the not like the it's not the evening. You're it's probably still like a 9 to 5 work day. What's your what's your what's your day to day? What's your late afternoon look like?
2: So late afternoon, I'm usually, uh, I finished up kind of my run. I'm, I'm on the way take to unload the trash at the, uh, at the trash yard. So, um, I, I do, I drive the truck by myself because I have one of the smaller routes in the city. Mm-hmm. Nothing sure. that, nothing that needs two people to drive and someone to dump stuff in. It is just a one person job. So usually in the late afternoon, I'm on my way back to, to the trash yard to unload, which, I'm going to do what I always do. I work hard during the morning and everything so I can buy myself an extra 30 minutes so I can pull off at my favorite park uh, and kind of just kind of go through stuff, you know, get my gloves on, go through the bag, see if there's anything that I could pick up for, for one of my dioramas.
1: Um, this is perfect. Uh, you, so, so we pick up at the park. Our story begins at the park. You have pulled aside, you have this half hour, and you're going through trash bags. You are you know, picking through things. What have you found so far that is interesting?
2: So right now I have a good idea for a theme of my diorama that I want to build tonight. Uh, right. It's kind of, it's kind of a adventure setting where, where I'm, I'm the main lead and like, like a 19, like a 1930s, like action adventure movie. So I found myself a nice action figure, uh real muscly, real um, tough looking guy. And, mm-hmm. Uh, I found I found a a chair that actually fits perfectly into his hands. And so I'm looking, hoping to find like like some sort of animal, like a lion or a tiger or maybe even like a real mean looking elephant. Sure.
1: Um, And you're flipping, you're, you're going through and you see the tail, you see an elephant. It's a real beautiful like elephant toy, kind of ornate, looks kind of too nice to have been thrown away, but like. Who are you to, who are you to ask questions? You know, people throwing away weirder things. And as you reach for it, you pull it out from a pile of trash. And as you do, you squeeze it just right that a voice box starts playing. And it just says, Mr. Carl Devitt Burns, you have been selected by the
2: organization. The, the organization, uh, and I kind of shake you know, kind of shake the elephant to listen to it and, and look at it, look at it and see if there's a button or anything and kind of give it another little squeeze. And I kind of put it up to my mouth and talk back to, it. I was like,
1: Mr. Carl Devitt Burns, you have been selected for the organization.
2: Uh, well, uh, where do I, do I squeeze? What do I, where do I talk? Is it like, do I talk into the trunk? Uh, is it like a microphone? Um, I mean, I'm weirded out. I mean, it's the random trash that I found and you're talking to me. And, you know, honestly, this could be a one way street. Maybe I'm not talking to anybody and I'm just talking to this elephant trunk right now.
1: And you keep squeezing it and you keep hearing the same thing. And you look around for a brief moment and you see, you know, the old swing set. You know, the one that, like, probably should have been replaced by now, but they haven't quite, like, had the the park's budget to really, like, renovate this particular park, so, like, the swing sets are kind of rusty and old.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: There's a very finely dressed gentleman sitting on that swing, like, eating an ice cream cone from the soft serve truck parked on the opposite end of the park, just watching you, and you've never seen him before. And he seems real out of place.
2: So I look over and I'm like, well, hey, buddy, um, you know, I've seen a number of kids just crash right through that swing. You might want to be careful swinging on that. Uh, Just don't, you know, just be careful uh, because I'm not sure if, you know, I don't think parks carry insurance. So I think it's really, you know, it'd be your own liability if you were to fall. But I thought I'd give you the heads up, squeeze the elephant and. Start talking a little quieter in, in, into into the trunk, thinking this this just has to be a microphone. This thing you know.
1: And, and he, he and he kinda sits there for a second and he as as it's saying like, Mr. Carl Devitt Burns, you have been selected for the organization. You know, you hear the swing set rattle and you hear just <laughs> I assure you, Carl, the swing set is the least of either of our pro- of our problems. This fine evening and it is the exact same voice that you are hearing that you've heard several times now through the uh through the elephant yeah
2: so i, I turn around and i look at it and i'm i'm like i squeeze the elephant I'm like did you plant this in my trash uh because i mean the voice coming out of it is, i mean and i you know i don't even see a speaker on this thing
1: i assure you i cannot conceivably tell you how the elephant ended up in there i would have to kill you and frankly i don't really want to have to kill you until the job is done i'm sure you understand
2: well um so okay uh out of game is this uh i'm this is my first introduction introduction to the organization right yeah yeah, yeah. okay okay
1: All you right. are an ordinary you are an ordinary garbage man okay Who has just been confronted (laughs) by someone saying that they would like to kill you after the job is done. Gotcha.
2: Okay. Uh, Well, sir, uh, I will say I'm highly uncomfortable with the fact that you just said that you don't want to kill me yet. So that means you do have killing me on your mind.
1: (laughs) That was a joke, Carl. Carl, you're going to have to have a sense of humor if we're going to make this work. I promised. would you like some ice cream? And he holds this like half melted ice cream cone at you.
2: Well, you know, uh, you would think as, as well, you, you know, you did see me rooting around in the trash here that I'd be one to take just free ice cream from someone. But I'm typically not someone who's going to take free ice cream from someone who is just vaguely threatened to kill me, uh, joking or not. But that's just kind of my motto that I live by in life. That's a perfectly valid, perfectly
1: valid, uh, I, I, I respect your morals, Carl. Carl, you just, I, I wish that I were you, you know, I just, I wish that we both had that same sense of right and wrong, but unfortunately, I tend to deal in shades of gray, and that's why I need a Carl Devitt Burns.
2: Well, I tend to deal in shades of trash. Um, that is correct. So I've noticed this. I think what we can do right now, though, is walk over to that ice cream truck and, and you can buy me a cone. Uh, that
1: sounds lovely, Carl. And I think we cut and now the agent, you have one cone and the agent is like splitting licking between two cones. <laughs> I could have just gotten a chocolate and vanilla swirl but now I've gotten twice as much ice cream. That's what, that's the kind of brilliance and leadership that the organization pays me good money for. It's good ice cream.
2: See, I opted for the swirl cone because I couldn't make up my mind. And I mean, you got a real good situation there. You could do two licks, chocolate, two licks, vanilla or whatever. I mean, you get as much chocolate as you want in a single bite and as much vanilla as you want in a single bite. I don't have that option. Uh, and, and you know, I'm kind of rethinking my choice at the moment.
1: You know what, Carl? Listen, when you've been at the game as long as I have, you'll get used to it. I'm, I'm sorry. You know what? I have not introduced myself. My name is John Doe, and I am an agent with the organization.
2: Well john it is uh a pleasure to meet you i suppose um thanks for the ice cream you keep you keep mentioning this organization is that uh what i mean what ex- you know i mean your name's john doe we know how that goes in this world but uh i
1: i, I don't we'll, know what you're talking about that's my birth name call oh,
2: okay um we'll we'll go with that i'm fine i can roll with that punch
1: I'm going to ask you to roll a a social, make a social roll for me. All right. Uh, So what you're going to do is you're going to roll a D6 and your social dice, which is a D4.
2: Okay. That is, that's an eight. An eight is... On
1: a result of seven and nine, you got a can't complain result. Uh, You succeed, but I get to offer you a worse outcome, a hard bargain, or an ugly choice. Um, so you still get what you want in this case. Uh, what are you looking to get out of this social interaction? Um, I think
2: Car- that I'm looking to really just kind of get a handle on this guy, what this organization is, what he's really looking. I mean, he's kind of been a little straightforward. He- it seems like he wants to recruit me for something. I'm just trying to get deeper in to see exactly what his plans are.
1: All right. So he's going to be honest with you and tell you exactly what he's after. But I am going to offer you the worst situation and say that, like, what he's after is particularly bad. (laughs) Carl, you're... I'm... I'm sorry. You're annoyed with me, and I'm very sorry about that. But you have to understand, in what I do and in what I specialize in, there is a certain degree of, I guess, theatrics or self-protection that you have that like listen you know the game is you know the spy game as well as anybody right carl i mean i guess you probably don't but like you've probably seen a movie or read a book right have you read a book before carl
2: uh well i've read many books uh not spy books you know i'm really i'm really i like westerns uh i read a lot of I read a lot of the Stephen King novels. Uh, not so much Spa. I mean okay. I've bought you know, I've seen James Bond movies every once in a while. Um
1: but- Alright, well that's you've seen a James Bond movie, you kind of know. Carl Hold on, my ice cream is starting to melt. Oh, this is good. This is what um you you do great work, Chad. Chad? You do great work. He does great work. He's just reliable. We've worked with him in the past, actually. And you look back and see that Chad is just like sweating bullets. he started to cry a little bit, and he's just like staring daggers at John Doe <laughs> Carl we need you the organization needs you to be our own personal James Bond
2: well um are you are you sure of me because I'm not sure that. That I'm, like, spy material, I mean, I, mean, I'm, I you know, I'm tough. I, I I get out there, you know, I, I could stand up to, to the best of them, but...
1: No, Carl, Carl, you are exactly what we've been looking for. Surely you remember the thrilling James Bond movie where James Bond drove a garbage truck to the scene of an assassination and broke apart and disposed of
2: a human body. Surely you remember that James Bond movie, yes? I don't seem to recall that one, but, you know, I haven't seen them all. Uh, I don't I don't I didn't I wasn't too fond of the Dalton, the Dalton guy. Uh, Maybe maybe it was one of his.
1: Well, anyway, we need you to drive your garbage truck to a house where we're going to have an assassination so you can discreetly dispose of a human body. It's just like a James Bond movie, I'm pretty sure.
2: So you want me to take my garbage truck? We need you, Carl. Okay. Carl, we need you. You need me to take my garbage truck. Yes. Which, which, by the way, I need to unload at some point, Uh, pushing up against... Sure. I, I,
1: well, I, well, you probably want to save it, because if you have just a human body in your garbage truck, it will be very suspicious. And I should give you the standard issue disclaimer that... If you are caught or compromised, the organization will disavow all evidence of your existence and will probably kill you in prison? I mean, I can't confirm that, but, like, you know, I've kind of seen the last few times this is shaken out, and it's probably going to be a kill you in prison situation?
2: I feel like you're using the word kill uh, in relation with the word you when talking about me entirely too much for my comfort level.
1: No, no. Listen, Carl, these that's strictly a hypothetical. I—I I, Because the thing is, I trust you to do the job to the best of your ability. And strictly, that's, strict, that's more like, if you think of like, you know, did you read, you probably filled out like a contract when you like joined the sanitation workers union.
2: Uh, well, I had to take a couple tests and sign some papers. I had to take a driver's test.
1: So, if you think about the papers that you signed, like, that whole killing you in prison thing is the exact same thing.
2: I don't know about that.
1: I promise you, it is, it is the same, it is standard issue organization boilerplate. The odds that we, the odds that you are going to end up in prison... Where the lights will turn out and a prison riot will start giving us the leeway to walk into your place and, like, shank you so that it looks like, you know, oh, Carl just got shanked in a prison, in a prison riot. The odds of that happening are, like, I'm gonna say probably one in
2: eight. And and Carl's just, like, dumbfounded. His mouth just kind of hanging open as he's just taking all this in. He slowly turns, looks over to where to, to, to the ice cream truck, uh, Chad, (laughs) Chad is,
1: Chad has left. The ice cream truck is unmanaged.
2: (laughs) So he, he looks back, uh, just kind of, uh, looks at John kind of passes him by and looks the other way, just over at his truck. kind of tries to imagine, just, just entertain the fact for just a moment of how he would, you know, get rid of a body once it's in there, because once he he knows once he he, he kind of plays a scene out in his mind. Once he could, pulls up, you know, into the into the trash yard, he'll talk to uh, he'll talk he'll talk to Matilda there. Uh, they'll have their nice little conversation they always have, you know, about what's going on, how's the family, how's her how's her dog doing, uh, and how he'll get past her. And whenever he pulls the, pulls the lever to dump the truck, that that body's just going to flop out. And how he's going to explain that. What's... Carl, listen.
1: Okay. I see a little hesitation in your eyes. Can I, can I sweeten, can I, can we talk about payment?
2: Oh, uh, well, that kind of brings, you know, payment kind of brings Carl back, uh, from, from this, this, this thing he's envisioning, this movie that's playing out in his mind, and... He says, okay, well, there's, oh, there's, there's payment.
1: Oh, Carl, there is always, the organization values itself in its ability to fairly and competitively compensate each and every one of its actively deployed field
2: agents. Um, so let me stop you. How many actively deployed field agents are there? Well, that's an
1: awful specific question for you to ask.
2: Well, I mean, it just, I, I, you know, I kind of feel like you're going to say like zero. Did somebody,
1: did somebody put
2: you up to asking that question? No, no. Did another
1: organization talk to you already? No. Carl, uh, if you're an agent of a rival organization and I ask, you have to tell me. That's entrapment.
2: I, I, well, I, you know, I'm not, I, I am not, other than the sanitation department, I am not affiliated with any organization. It just...
1: Can I correct you? Can I correct you?
2: Uh, you, sure.
1: You're part of the organization now, my friend.
2: <laughs> well, um, so... Just like that, I don't... I mean, it kind of seems... You know, the the frequency which you use the word kill, uh, at that statement you just made, and Chad... It's
1: one in eight, Carl. That's not that frequent. That's like a tenth of the time.
2: Well, a tenth... Uh, I don't know, uh, math isn't my strong suit, but that's still, I don't think that's right.
1: If you picture a hundred, a hundred operations, that's twelve and a half of them ending. That's not that many,
2: Carl! It's weird that you use the word half, because now that just puts it in my mind that somebody, you know, got shanked a little too much, and they're now in two parts on the prison floor.
1: Dad. Okay, I'm I'm a little shocked that you were able to accurately guess that. But that's the kind of insight we're looking for.
2: Well, you know, I mean, I'm uh you know, I'm flattered. Nobody's ever told me I had really good insight before, but I'm also uh terrified, but I am also intrigued and you know, cuz well, let me show you something here. Uh Carl reaches back into his back pocket to pull his phone out. Um uh, and he goes, opens up his photos app and starts scrolling through them. He says, you know, in my free time, I make dioramas. Uh, that's just oh, fun, you know.
0: I've okay.
2: That's weird. Uh, I'm going to move past that. Uh, oh, look, see here, I, this one here. I made this one earlier this year. Uh, you see, and, and you're looking at a diorama. Uh, it's, it's pretty extravagant, really. Uh, it's, it's probably about three feet by three feet, uh, looking in from the top and it's kind of a ballroom and you see all kinds of people in, in, tuxedos and dresses some of them have animal heads because carl works with what he what he can find sure uh, but You're off, an artist yeah off to the side you see carl in kind of you know one that that definitely is carl uh because it's it's the most good looking it's it's the the buffest of them uh pulling like has a gun in in the back of his of his pants and he's like you know i set up this this spy scene because I you know i i was i just watched that new james bond movie uh and I thought it'd be really cool to be a spy. And so I am intrigued in what you're saying at the same time as being terrified. Well, let me ask you a question, Carl. Okay. If
1: you could go, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be?
2: Um. What is the exact farthest place from 2246 uh, Hebert Street? You know, I had thought that
1: you might say that. Imagine for a second you had enough money that you could leave and you could go to the Isle of Fiji and you would never have to work another day in your life. You would never have to see Alan and Alvin again. You would never have to see them again. You could send them and think, think about this, Carl. And John Doe throws his hand around your shoulder and some ice cream splatters on the back of your neck. (laughs) Think about this. Imagine you had the ability to send them gifts so extravagant that Uncle Marvin never thought to ask, "Oh, where's Carl?" because he was too busy enjoying his favorite electronics forever.
2: So, you're saying I could go to Fiji? Go to I would, Fiji? I would have the option to to, you know, get on the sanitation department because I, I love it. I love I love my job. And I would never have to think about my family again. Does this organization have like a mind wiping trick where I would literally never have to think about my family again?
1: Okay. You know, okay. That's insulting. This is not, this is not some sort of science fiction story. We do have that. Right. But that you would assume that is a little hurtful.
2: I could see a little bit where that would be hurtful. Uh, But it it says that you're not taking this seriously. I'm taking it, you know, know, at this moment, I'm taking it very seriously because of what's on the table from your end. I'm taking it very seriously.
1: I honestly not really sure what you're talking about. I guess I I assume you're talking about the money because honestly, if you're still hung up on the prison murder thing, like that's such an edge case that like get over it, man.
2: Yeah. One in eight.
1: Uh, One in eight. Thank you. Thank you.
2: That's pretty low odds for a pretty or pretty low risk for a pretty good reward. (laughs) You know, I make dioramas. So that's creepy that you know that, but that what's also still creepy, but interesting is, you know, exactly how uh, my friends are, or sorry, you know, exactly how my family is.
1: Mm -hmm. We sure do. We know all, we know all sorts of things. It's, it's better if you don't think about it, Carl.
2: I will I, you know, I want nothing else in in the world than to not Oh, you're talking about you knowing everything. Okay. Yeah, I won't think about that either. It's
1: look, I get it. I get it. Sometimes I wake up in a cold sweat and I realize the scope of the organization and I know that I've only seen a fraction of an iceberg and I realize that I'm t- I'm part of some sort of many limbs leviathan slowly strangling the world. You, you can't you think what, about John, it,
2: Carl. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there because the more you talk, the more you scare me. Uh, the more I start to think that that one out of eight is not that low. So I'm gonna stop you there. Okay, I'm not, that's fair. I'm not gonna think about the far reaches of of the organization and and stuff like that. What I'm going to think about is I'm going to think about never talking to my family again.
1: It's a, it's a good deal.
2: So, yeah. Um, is there like a contract to sign? You mentioned contracts. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't, I mean.
1: What? No, we we don't need to worry about any sort of contracts. Um, if you, you know, you all we really need is a handshake. I'm sorry, my hands are a little sticky at the moment from the ice cream, but like. Think of it kind of like a blood pact, except it's ice cream. And then, like, don't betray us or we'll murder you, right? And then, like, you could say the same about us. Like, you could try and fail to take down the organization if we were to betray you. And then we will definitely kill you if you betray us.
2: We're back in scary shit territory, but that's okay.
1: Uh, uh, I, I'm sorry. You know what? I can, I can see how that would be a little scary. That one was on me.
2: So we're just going to forget that last convers that last little bit of that conversation happened. I'm going to take this ice cream cone. I'm going to wipe it on my hand a little bit. Uh, and, and, you know, we can, we can shake hands right here and well, I'm going to need details a little bit. So I can't just straight, straight your hand and walk away unless, sure. unless you plant another like elephant in my truck that speaks to me.
1: No, I would never plant the same thing twice.
2: I like that creativity uh, that, that, you know, that, you you won me over a little bit more with that.
1: I'm, I I'm so glad. I feel like I feel like we're both artists, and I feel like we're really bonding. Do you feel like we're bonding? Because I feel like we're
2: bonding. I feel like we may be getting there. So, uh, you know, maybe once this all shakes loose, you come visit me in Fiji, and, and we can make we can make you know it'd be awesome. It would be so excellent a diorama of this exact moment. We would get Chad in there with his ice cream truck. Uh yeah, maybe after all this shakes out, we can meet up on Fiji, have have a few drinks, build ourselves a nice diorama.
1: That sounds so great, Carl. I really can't wait. All right, but we should probably get to like the mission itself. It's a little important. So, um, here's the here's the deal. Here's the sitch. I guess, as the kids say, uh, as I mentioned, we need you because you have a garbage truck and you have ac- easy access to a garbage uh, facility. Right. Uh, there is an operation set to go down this evening. Um, it's better, the fewer details we spare, the better. Suffice it to say, a, and he gets, gives real big, broad finger quotes, a bad guy will be, how best to soften the blow, poisoned with irradiated matter, chopped up and stuffed into garbage bags that feels right. that felt like that's good job, John Dell that
2: you know john there's there's no mistaking the job, I guess uh so that's something to say. And,
1: uh, we need you to, uh, transport the bags to the garbage truck because we can't be seen carrying things to the garbage truck because, you know, a wet work officer's uniform is far different than a sanitation worker's uniform. Yep. So we need you to carry them to the truck, drive to the sanitation facility, deposit the bags, and then drive, and then drive it back. It's pretty simple. It's it's on your usual route, Carl.
2: Okay, well that that sounds easy enough, uh, and you know just enough behind the screen that I could probably close my eyes to it and be morally okay. Because it's not I, like not like I'm doing the chopping up. It doesn't sound like.
1: I thought that you would feel that way. You. You won't even know what's happening. The only thing you'll know is when you get home tonight, your bank account will be singing. Fiji. Fiji. I'm about what, to buy some. If you some... get stressed, just whisper that word, Carl. Whisper it with me. Fiji. 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 Doesn't that feel good?
2: That feels good. I'm about to buy some board shorts.
1: Okay, finish the job first. Yeah. And then buy as many board shorts as you need. And so we smash cut to you uh, in a grand ballroom. A gunfight is unfolding all around you. And <laughs> you, what, what weapon have you grabbed to protect yourself as this whole, as this situation is unfolding?
2: Well, Carl goes to the first logical place for Carl, and that's the trash can. Uh because he he knows that you can find basically anything you need in any situation in a trash can. But tonight Carl's not finding what he's looking for, which is a discarded handgun or maybe a a grenade. Uh no, Carl is really just finding uh Plastic champagne glasses. Um, he's finding used up tissues, but as he, as he, you know, as bullets whiz by his head and around him, uh, he, he reaches down and in the bottom, he finds something that's probably not from tonight. It's, it's probably from another party, but he finds, he does find a champagne bottle, a nice glass one. Uh, it's not, it's not a big one, but it's, it's decent size. He can get, he can grab, grab the neck of it and, and he feels good that he has a bludgeoning weapon. Okay,
1: uh, make me a tough roll, as I think an agent, like, starts to open fire, and you have to rush them in order to avoid being shot. Alright. So you're gonna roll a d8 and a d6.
2: Okay. Uh, that is seven.
1: A seven, um, I think what happens is you take a stress as you are shot in the shoulder. Okay. How does Carl react to being shot?
2: <laughs> Carl will <laughs> yell out um, as if it I mean, and it's probably pretty considerable pain, uh, but he yells out as if he is just just aw- I mean, it's it's the worst thing that's ever happened to him. It's like overly dramatic screaming. He grabs his shoulder, which he immediately, you know, jabs a finger into it a little bit and realizes that was a stupid idea uh, and just kind of crumples to the ground. Just groaning and yelling and cursing. Uh and between curses, he's like, ah, oh, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, Fiji. Ah oh, shit. God damn it. Fiji. Just just trying to center on Fiji as he's squirming on the ground.
1: And I think uh like before that happens, you managed to catch like the guy that shot you with the trash can. So you got what you wanted, but now you're like on the ground shot. And I think um at that moment a hand, like, grabs you by the throat and, like, what it can only be described as, like, a jury-rigged taser, if, like, all of the safety controls of a taser had been, like, torn out, like, comes at your throat, give me another tough roll to break out.
2: Alright. Oh, boy. That's a two. That's a one and a one.
1: Okay, so, uh, this is when I'm gonna talk to you about cred. Okay. Oh, I mean, no, because you got uh, a, a oh, complete Oh, that's lock-up.
2: right. Yep, that's so right. Can,
1: but in the future, you can boost results by one category by spending a point of cred. Yeah, so you got uh, – things are very – so an, so you're trying to take another point of stress as you are now tased <laughs> with some sort of back-alley handmade taser. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it doesn't feel good uh, to old Carl. Carl is is not enjoying this at all. Uh, he, as he flops around, I, I'm still being held. I or am I still being held, or am I uh, down I on the ground?
1: You're, you've been thrown into a back room and you're tased and you're spasming and like a figure in the darkness. You know, you only see brief glimpses of them uh, illuminated in the darkness, and he leans in and just says, "Ah, f- fuck, Carl."
2: Uh, Carl kind of reaches up and rubs his eyes a little bit, kind of tries to shake it off, uh, and, and, and see who, who, who it is.
1: Um, holding this handmade taser, wearing the same checkered plaid shirt and flood pants that you've seen a million times standing on your front porch, holding some kind of new gadget. Uncle Marvin? Did you, did you just tase me? I think I just tased you. What the fuck are you doing here? What
2: what the fuck are you doing here? I got shot, and Carl why, yeah, sticks his finger in it. Yeah, but why are you here getting it. shot? Well, why are you here tasing me? Because you're shooting at me.
1: I don't I don't have a gun. Well, then why are you throwing trash cans, Carl?
2: Carl, why are you here? Uh, I'm here to. um Why did you come to my work? I was invited by the sanitation department. Give me a social roll. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, good Lord. That is a two again.
1: Oh my God. Um. So let me look at my hard moves. Because I'm going to really, really
2: heck you up now. <laughs> Stick it to old Carl. Uh
1: I think what happens is... Oh, good. I'm going to give you a difficult decision. I'm going to give you a difficult decision and then also threaten the well-being of your loved ones. <laughs> because I had to make a hard move from the last one. Um, What happens is... Carl is like, I think gunshots go off and he tases you again. I'm not going to make you take stress, but he definitely just, (laughs) sorry, I I, I got jumpy. Look, why don't lie to me, Carl? Why are you here?
2: Uh, And Carl is just, just fetal on the ground. Just not even, I mean, just curled up as, as, as small as he can get, wishing he was elsewhere. Fiji, perhaps. Uh, he says, okay, uh, Listen, um, this these these people, the organization, uh, they just they need me to they just need me to take take some stuff out of here. Uh, it was I envisioned it a lot uh, less. Carl,
1: sh- what stuff did they ask you to take out of here? Just some in garbage his in his hands. Bags.
2: Just just some garbage bags uh, that <laughs> may or may not have what used to be a living person in them.
1: Oh God, they found me! Oh God, they found me, Carl. Carl, I can't believe you signed up to carry my dead body to a garbage truck.
2: You're, wait, what, okay, uh, and Carl kind of unfolds a little bit. He's like, and sits up as best he can. Uh, why, you, why, why do you need to be poisoned and, and cut up?
1: Because I've been dealing in arms and illegal technology for two years. Have you not, uh, you know what? No, I'm sorry. I shouldn't snap at you. Okay. Gunshots are like popping off all around you, and he says, "Nigga, I'm not gonna tase you. I'm not tar- Carl.
2: Not gonna tase you." Uh, I appreciate that. Let's, you know what? Just, let's let's just let's just put the taser like on that shelf over there because just well, so accidents I'd, don't happen.
1: I'd, I'd rather hold on to it because like I don't know if you're gonna like go organization on me, but like we could leave. Like we could go out back. I have a garage, or I guess my client has a garage that we could like hide in who is your who who is your client that you that i I can explain everything in a moment, Carl like we're being shot at right now
2: well you know that's okay that all right all right let's 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 get out of out of, out of here uh you're gonna have to carry me, which I think you owe me a little bit for the tasing and i'm you know, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna blame the shooting on you too
1: the the shooting is your fault if anyone's because you brought the organization here. This was supposed to, Okay, let's just go. And I think we we pan over... I think we follow the two of you like... I'm going to ask for a sly roll from you.
2: All right, so that's...
1: I would have called it tough, but because you're being carried.
2: <laughs> All right, so that, I got a d6 and slice. so 2d6. Uh, that Uh, is a 5. Ah, You know what? I'm going to... I'm going to spend... I think I'm gonna spend two cred to get up to can't complain. All right. So that'll take me down to one cred.
1: Yep. Now you're down to one cred to the organization. <laughs> um. Okay. So you get to su- so you succeed. Um, I think the bad situation is, uh, you're running and like you kind of get stopped, or rather, um, Uncle Marvin gets stopped. At the last second, like in the hallway leading to the doorway to the garage, John Doe is like stand like stands there with a gun and just looks at you like, Carl. Carl, what did we talk about about one and eight, Carl? Uh,
2: well, John. Um, one. Look at this bullet hole. Uh, that 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 hurts like shit. And at
1: that moment, he just gets tackled by your uncle. (laughs)
2: So uh, yeah, Carl uh, stands there. He because he 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 keeps envisioning Fiji, uh, some nice board shorts, um, and he's watching as, as Uncle Marvin and John are rolling around on the ground. Oh no, it two. was
1: it was one clean tackle. Oh okay, John Doe down, and the two of you burst into the garage.
2: Oh, Okay, because he's
1: carrying you, so it was just like a linebacker like slams him into a wall barrels through the door closes it locks it and dumps you out on the concrete floor
2: gotcha all right uh so all right so carl's on the floor he looks up and he says um so that that's the guy that that was john he 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 bought me ice cream and told me that i was to come here and i mean to 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 his credit I guess you were supposed to already be dead.
1: That that's that sounds. Fuck. I guess that sounds right. I don't
2: fuck. God damn it. Carl. Listen, I would I wouldn't have ever even known it was you really uh, if that makes you feel better. So it's not like it's not like I'm personally doing this against you as a person. I just took a job. Okay.
1: I get that. Um, I mean, I, I understand that. And I understand they probably didn't tell you that you would be transporting the the uh, chopped up body of your beloved Uncle Marvin. Your dear, your near and dear who has visited you 48 times, Carl, in the last year.
2: Yeah, 48 they, times. Yeah, they definitely didn't tell me I would be uh transporting the body of my Uncle Marvin
1: you're near and dear Uncle
2: Marvin. Um, you know, he's probably going to wake up soon.
1: Um, okay. That's, that's fair. Um, so here's the situation. Um, you know that I'm a tech guy, you know that I'm like real into gadgets. I'm into the next big thing. So I maybe sort of became an illegal, uh, black market scientist and weapons dealer for what I guess you could call criminal militias?
2: Huh. That seems... Well, you know, that seems a little more... You know, that doesn't seem kind of morally gray. That seems downright bad. Uh,
1: that, it's It's all a matter of perspective, Carl. Like because think about it this way what are crimes
2: well crimes are are i believe uh i i I don't know exactly but i think they are activities that are that are explicitly against the law
1: yeah but like what are crimes though like what even are they
2: i don't know that that sentence makes a lot of
1: sense to me (laughs) exactly it doesn't make a lot of sense to anybody Crimes don't make a lot of sense,
2: Carl. Well, no, no, now crimes, crimes make a lot of sense to me because, like I told you, what they are, uh, you know, explicit, going against.
1: Okay. Okay. We're getting off topic. The point is, I, I told you, I gave you the situation. The organization wants me dead. And apparently, my beloved nephew, Carl, was going to, uh, facilitate that.
2: Well, you're, I mean, they, they did send your nephew, Carl, to, to dispose of a body. Uh, I didn't know what that body was. I was going to, co- I was going to collect, dump off, uh, and, and go away for a while. I mean, really, really, if you, if really you were going to come out, well, I guess ultimately not in the end, you weren't, but in my mind, you were going to come out on top on this because, uh, I, you know, I was going to, I was going to, I was going to send you some – or have the organization send you some cash, send you some nice tech. So in my mind –
1: Well, where was I going to get that money, Carl? I was going to be in a garbage dump.
2: Well, I didn't know that. Um,
1: That's fair. No, that was on me. I shouldn't – I'm not – I'm trying not to yell at you. I know you've been shot. I get it. It's a tense situation. But like there's just a lot going on at the moment.
2: Yeah. You know, I I have been shot, uh, which – I. I'm getting a little bit lightheaded. Um okay, we can probably get
1: let's let's get you to let's get you to Alvin. He's a he's a mob doctor. What? You, what? Did you, you don't read the new you don't read the Christmas cards, do you? No. Carl? Listen, listen. I, I,
2: I okay, I don't I don't mean this offensively. I try to get out of that house as quickly as fucking possible. Okay? You've I, missed a lot, Carl. Well, apparently uh and you know it makes me feel not even i mean it makes me feel actually better uh not about your death i don't want any of you dying uh but it does make me feel better about wanting to get away from you all that's fair
1: okay we just need to we we need to get out of here um let's take your truck you can drive it to the depot they the shootout will happen they'll see the truck drive away they'll see that i'm gone and then we both live. Carl, we could both get out of this.
2: Uh well, what what kind of tech and he kind of winces and he's like, What kind of tech are you selling? Do you actually want the answer to that question? I mean it, it's gonna it's gonna have some bearing on on maybe some decisions I have to make in the near future. Is it is it really,
1: Carl, is it really gonna make a difference if I tell you that I'm selling I don't know, cell phone tracking machines, because I'm not. But like, is that will that will that easier conscience if I tell you that I'm selling a popcorn maker and not chemical weapons or not a weather control satellite or not a moon laser? Is it going to make your life easier if you think I'm not selling those things?
2: Well, I mean, if I didn't, if I didn't read all the sarcasm in your voice, there's a chance that it could. Uh, really, that delivery was bad if you're trying to convince me otherwise.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm a little, you have to, I'm a little stressed right now, Carl. Listen,
2: listen, um, Marvin, Uncle Marvin, I, I understand. Okay. Um, all right. You know what? You know what? Just, just, just. Let's just get out of here uh and it, you know we'll fi- we'll figure it out from there. First first step, right. let's let's get me patched up. Let's get let's get you patched up. And
1: he um kind of bandages you up a little bit, but not very well. And like throws his arm around your shoulder and is like, Alright, we gotta get to the truck, we gotta get to the truck. The garage door opens, and the truck immediately explodes directly in front of you.
2: God damn it! I I had a pristine elephant in the an action figure in there oh did he give you the elephant did no he said he said he didn't he said that he wouldn't plant i thought the elephant was just trash
1: okay yeah okay carl we need to get out of here soon because they've seen you with an enemy agent and you see john doe um next door Like on the, on the top of the garage with a sniper rifle, somehow John Doe has gotten there. (laughs) What do you do?
2: Um, well, I think I'm going to try to dive out of the way because I, I, you know, the, what keeps coming back to me is that one in eight number now, which doesn't seem so appealing. So I think I'm going to try to roll out of the way or, or get behind something. Okay. Give
1: me a deft. Okay. Give me a deft. Give me a deft roll.
2: Uh, eight. Eight. Hey, um,
1: you roll out of the way... Let me ask... I'm gonna ask you. Um, do you... You can get out of the way, but it means that, uh, Uncle Marvin is gonna get cold shot. And not, like, in the shoulder.
2: Uh, well, Do you dive out of the way? I think... Because Carl Carl hates his family, as or at least he thinks he hates his family. But I think in this moment, kind of seeing seeing the future that that if he, he casts us out, if he dives out of the way, that's going to leave that's going to leave Uncle Marvin just standing there uh, in this in this wide open area the garage, wide open, just inside. So I think Carl's going to try to drag drag uncle Marvin down at, least, at okay. least get on the ground
1: uh I'm gonna say in that case um yeah uh make me a tough roll. and I think what I'm gonna say in that case is um you kind of you you get to your this tough roll is not gonna be for you it's gonna be whether you can get Marvin out of danger because you're able to duck behind a car and that car takes several like military grade sniper shells and is rendered uh-huh. like unusable.
2: Right. Alright, here we go. Uh that is a seven.
1: Oh no, seven. Um Okay, yep. good. Yeah. Uh do you want to bump that up or not? I think
2: I think I will go ahead and use my last cred, bump that up to give me, you know, just give me a give me that ten to the, the bloody brilliant.
1: Okay. Um, In that case, I think what happens... I'm going to put you in a situation. One last kind of... Play out one last situation. Like, you grab him. You kind of full Nelson grab, drag him behind this car. It's a bunch of sniper shells. Three agents with, like, silenced pistols run out and just point them at you. You've got the arms dealer in a full Nelson.
2: What do you do? Oh, shit. (laughs) All right, so so in this moment, Carl, he's 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 kind of forgotten about the pain in his shoulder. He, he's got Uncle Marvin locked up in this full Nelson, and he's sitting here. He's he's whispering to himself, you know, Fiji, Fiji, Fiji. But he's also thinking about, you know, the few times he's bothered to notice Uncle Marvin showing up on his doorstep. Um, and what do I do? Hmm. I think Carl. I think his moral side might win out a little bit because, I mean, well, I think I think he realizes in this moment that that John has probably made up his mind. He knows the end of the road of this is either shanked in prison or or shot dead here, uh, unless he can figure out a way way to escape. Would. So I think I think Carl's going to try to make try try some way to make an escape. I don't know would would Marvin still have the taser maybe you know, anywhere near him?
1: Um yeah, I'll say yes.
2: Cuz I would imagine we might have some gasoline leaking out of this 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 vehicle that's taken some military grade sniper rounds to it. Mhm. Yeah, for sure. All right, so Carl's plan is to somehow if he can do it, um, yeah, you know, he doesn't want to light the car exactly. Maybe he can get uh get the the gasoline that's that's pulling on the ground lit and, and just get enough time to at least get away where where when this thing blows it at least doesn't kill them, it would shove him and Uncle Marvin off and create enough a distraction where maybe they could make a run for it. Okay.
1: So I think what happens is uh make me a Make me a. I think that's going to be sly. I think this is sl- a sly roll. All
2: right. Yeah, he's trying to definitely get his get his shoe on it, or you know, he spots it off yeah. to the side, trying to pull it to himself without. You're
1: trying to out. You're trying to outwit these agents, so I think sly
2: is the way to go. All right. I need a somewhat decent roll. <laughs> oh my lord, that is two ones. Good. That is the third so- time this game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have you take too stressed as you black out (laughs) the explosion (laughs) happens you slam into the back of a car you wake up hours later in the passenger seat of like a lincoln town car you're bloody as hell you're half bandaged up and you're just and in the driver's seat is in the driver's seat is uh I'm going to say John. Yep. In the driver's seat is John Doe. Yep.
2: Well, uh, oh, 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 well, uh, is, is he, is he dead? Is, uh, Marvin dead?
1: Um, no, actually, I, I have to hand it to you, old friend. Uh, that was quite the show. That was, uh, quite the bit of fireworks. Uh, and yet somehow you pulled Marvin to safety remark and you look and like, not dead, but probably pretty close is Marvin sprawled out in the back seat as John Doe is just like driving. I have to say, like, you shielded him with your body and the amount of shrapnel that you took. Frankly, you should be dead by now. I'm amazed that you're not. I think that we will have a really wonderful working relationship, you and I.
2: So, um,
1: Fiji? Well, I mean, you did back out of our agreement, and you did try to rescue an asset that was marked for uh, erasure. There's a lot of problems, and, like, frankly, you know, we talked about 1 and 8, we talked about the boilerplate. This feels like a situation where you should be pretty grateful that like the end result is a few more missions and not, you know, prison check.
2: And, and Carl uh, has a moment where he he thinks in his mind about about possibly, you know, telling John that that the contract was was null the moment he showed up and shooting was happening and, and the uh, the. The target that that was um, marked for Erasure was still breathing and living and not, you know, not cut up and into little bags. But he takes a deep breath, centers himself, and just, you know, hears a few more missions, whispers Fiji one more time, and just kind of lays back in his seat.
1: And uh, with that, we we, like, we cut to a long shot of the road... As we pan through to our final scene, which is you and John Doe. Actually, it's just you in group therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just you in a therapy session with an organizationally mandated, uh, like, they say group therapy, but like, you walk in and you can immediately tell that this is... Less, like, therapy and more just a debriefing where somebody's going to make sure that you're not going to, like, squeal. Actually, I, I... Let me see if I even want to go there. I think we might just end it there. Okay. Because <laughs> that feels like it's the right ending. <laughs> yeah. So we cut to a long shot of the road and you're whispering Fiji. And that's game.
2: Oh, well, uh, Carl, the unlucky. (laughs) So unlucky.
1: That was very, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Yeah,
2: that was fun. That was a good game. Thank you, Jeff. Oh,
1: Oh, thank you. This was awesome. So thank you for coming on the show. This was a blast.
2: Well, again, thanks. Thank you for having me. And, you know, uh, just for putting that great content out there. I enjoy Party of one every single week.
1: I appreciate that. So, uh, real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find you and your work online?
2: Yeah, um, you can find me, uh, find Road to Play Podcast this is my podcast. You can find on Twitter, at Road to Play Pod. Um, on Facebook, it's Road to Play Podcast. I was able to easily secure Road to Play Podcast on pretty much everything. So, a quick Google search of Road to Play Podcast will find everything. I drop new episodes every Thursday. Excellent.
1: Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was awesome. This was a delight. And I am going to throw it over to me in the past so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it past me.
0: Thanks, past Me, and thanks again to Kent for coming on the show. That game was great. Be sure to check out roll to play at roll play and be sure to check the show notes below for more information about Storyweaver games, Deniable. It's seriously a really great game, I'm a big fan. Also, be sure to follow Kent on Twitter at RollToPlayPod. Then, while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod, then like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com Party of One Podcast. You can also join our Discord at bit.ly slash partyofonediscord, talk to us about professional wrestling, the show, whatever you really want to talk about, we're around. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout out, or a word-of-mouth recommendation to a friend. All of those things help new listeners find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. You can also back the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. Patreon dollars help pay for, like, equipment costs and hosting fees, all that kind of stuff, and Patreon backers get access to bonus materials, mini-podcasts, and interviews. That's patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. Now, if you listened to that episode and thought, I wish I just had another 45 minutes to an hour of Jeff talking to one other person about role-playing games, well, if I got the podcast for you. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and collaborative world-building podcast powered by you. Every week, my best friend Aaron Katano-Saez and I take listener prompt, Spin it into an original fantasy character, populating a massive shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is, as always, produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes with the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you're interested in coming onto the show, whether you are a podcaster, professional wrestler, game designer, writer, actor, comedian, musician, film critic, financial guru, kaiju, or you just love a good role-playing game, or if you'd like to talk about advertising rates, or if you want to have me feed guests on your podcast or stream, or you just want to chat, you just want to catch up, I don't know, you can reach me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. Last but certainly not least, remember October 16th, the Kickstarter for Mission Accomplished goes live, the role-playing game of Super Spies and Office Meetings. It is so close to my heart, and I hope you'll back it and help make it a reality. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the force of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on everybody.